Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, a podcast that I don't host, um, but it is hosted by Edgar Montplazier, Jackie Sneal, and Carl Tart. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit, shit people care about. I don't know how to put it, it's like... Podcasts are like a mosh pit, and if you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. From talking sports to politics, to back and forth, to plead the fifth, and now I'm coming back for more. Bling, bling, really big ring, Basquiat with the crowny thing, but the comedians with the crowny thing, so you better bow down to the Coach Kings. I'm gonna be real. Like this may take my black heart away for a day. I didn't know who the fuck he was until the show. Who came? Why is Snack? I don't think not you know knowing who, who Snack is. I don't will think take that takes your black card. Yeah, <laughs> I think in fact it might make you more black. Why is Snack was on one of the first UCB LA Herald teams. That is oh, correct. Really? He was on yeah one of the yeah. Talia sent me something. Like she sent me when he first got the show or like when it got greenlit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably listened to this now and be like, you lying ass nigga. Because uh, I was like, oh, that's dope. That's dope. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck is it. <laughs> Talia, Talia Caldwell? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Talia, Talia Caldwell. Shout out to Talia Caldwell, who has been on my ass recently about weight loss and working out. Yeah, she told me on Saturday that you were ditching. Ditching what? That she said that you were like, oh, I'm busy right now. I can't work out. Because she herself is very hungry for it because there's a potential that she could be. I don't want to say it, but like. There, she yeah, herself she can, has been very hungry. No, I I mean, first of all, I've been in the writer's room, so I do as much movement as I can in a, in a writer's room. Yeah, but facts. like, um, and also, like, I'm not about to just get out on the ground and start doing planks in the writer's room. <laughs> it's not going to happen, Talia. So what I have been doing, though, is been taking care of the way I eat. Like, I, I Which cheat. Which is very good. I cheat every now and then, but I've been doing a lot. I've also lost, like, six pounds. And so. Yeah. What's your goal weight? Goal weight? I mean, my goal weight's probably impossible if I don't, like. Buckle down ridiculously, but I want to get back down like two twenty. What's you now? Two forty five. Okay, you can do it, dog. Yeah, you can definitely uh, do it, dog. I don't want to say it. I don't think it's twenty. Is, twenty pounds is easy. Yeah, dog. I mean, when you are pushing thirty, and a man who comes from a family of very large men. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> my my dad and uncles are huge. And yeah. then you Big also uh, brought up a good point about like how your job is literally you sitting down. Me sitting day. down. So I have to what and I have eating. to do in that job is is be mindful of my eating. That's the yeah. only thing I can do. Yeah. And then once at lunchtime and stuff, we like usually take a walk anyway to like. So and then I I'm still active enough. I played my uh, high school alumni basketball game this past Friday. It was very funny. Uh, it was also very cool seeing all my friends. But I think one thing, so I mentioned before on the podcast that my coach didn't give me a lot of playing time in high school. Mm-hmm. And 10 years later, this night was no exception. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> shit on Instagram. It made me laugh so hard this when he said. This shit was hilarious. And my friend Leonard was with me, and he was just like, I can't believe this. Like, I can't believe he's doing this again. Because he just kept putting in other people. And I'm just, like, sitting there. And I'm like, this game means nothing. <laughs> We're adult men. Like, I could leave right now and win the trip. Like, I'll be like, yo, coach, I'm going to head out. Thanks. Yeah. It was so good to see everybody. I'm going to go work on some other shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Can you imagine somebody doing that in a real game? Yo, it was so good seeing y'all. Yeah. I, I hopped <laughs> on Tinder bounce. real quick. I, I got a date tonight. I'm yeah. going to go do that instead. Because I did have somewhere to go. And it was just like. I can't believe this, but also Leonard, we, we were joking about it, and uh, I was always like, still like, I was never really roasted for not mm-hmm. getting playing time just because I was still friends with everybody. Like, yeah. we were all, and people and my homies knew that I could play, so like, uh, I just didn't fit into my coaching system. He just never, Which he is, couldn't see me as a player. That's so weird to me because you play D two. Yeah, I was what did to, every, what? How did you play D two if you didn't get playing time? 
I well, I got looks from AAU. Also, I walked on. I didn't get a scholarship. Oh, okay. I okay. earned a scholarship. I got you. I yeah. got you. Okay, because I was wondering, like, because you you play college ball. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think like what Carl was saying, I think is definitely true of the NBA today. Is like so many of these kids get their looks from outside of school now. Yeah. Like yeah. AAU, yeah. these Nike camps, like. You can't like, just be good in school and make it. Your career is in the hands of a person who doesn't really know what they're doing. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, AAU sometimes too, but I mean, I think if you put together an AAU team, you have a love for the game that's different and you know a lot more and you want your yeah. team to be competitive. My coach, he wanted us to be competitive. He wants to win. And we played two games. So he started me the second game. And like, he was like, oh, you're starting, baby. You better get ready. I'm like, coach. This means nothing. I could go home. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to see my friends. I just wanted yeah. to sit on that. And it was it was like surreal. It was like a weird full circle thing. And I think for comedy-wise, I, I, after a while, I didn't want to play. I mean, I didn't want to play for a few reasons. Those kids was good. But uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to be the one out there that, like, brings the score down for us. Because we was winning the whole time. With, I mean, I got homies that are really good at basketball. Yeah. Like my homie Chris Ford play, plays in the D-League. My homies, Nate and Kenji and all these guys, they all they do is hoop because they drive Uber for a living. But like all they did like yeah. all they do is play basketball every day, all day, every day. And so they're really good. My homie Elon, he's still really good. He plays in like a adult league. They all play in like adult leagues and stuff. And they're all really good basketball players. So they was getting the most playing time and I was just kinda doing what I did in high school, like sitting on the bench, joking around Nothing and stuff. Getting back in and like <laughs> like I mean it sounds coming. all very welcome back cottery. Like it's like what you mean? Welcome. Have you ever heard that show? Welcome back. Home. Yeah, no. What's the well, con- like, like? You just like went back and like relived the glory days a little bit. Oh yeah, Did that's they, not what that show was about. Doesn't uh, he go back to his school, his old school, and teach? Isn't that what Welcome Back Carter is? Does back? he go back to his old school and teach? I don't know. I know. I know he's a teacher. I don't watch. No, the first I haven't time seen I saw John time. Travolta was in Greece. Yeah, I never watched Welcome never Back. Never watched. I used, to, I used to like the theme song. Yeah, I Welcome like Back is Welcome Back. Didn't May Sam yeah, that's that's May Sam yeah, yeah. when he came back from preaching? Uh, uh, did they have the <laughs> so fucked up? Uh, did they have like the cheerleaders from back in the day? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been very funny. Uh, no, they had the, they had the young so funny, dude. cheerleaders. They had the young cheerleaders, dude. If they would have, if you would have told me, yo, Jackie's, I'm about to play in a basketball game. Uh, we're going to play against, like, the young people, the young kids playing today for my generation. I would be like, oh, that's cool. If you would have been like, and also the old cheerleaders from back in my day are also coming back to do, like, cheer competitions with the mm. cheerleaders today, I would have fucking been there in the fucking heartbeat, dude. Some, well, I mean, that our cheerleaders, been hilarious. the cheerleaders from back in my day, from my years especially, <laughs> some of them are actually like still professional dancers because yeah. like, we went to a performing arts school. What the hell is this fly in here? It's a couple flies in here. Who mm-hmm. let these flies in here? Was it Nick? Nick, did you let these I don't flies know in? What here? you're talking about? Oh, okay. Shout out to our dad, Nick. Pops, Nick, Nick father. Guys, it's always such a pleasure. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We uh, no, uh, the the chillers were new, but this is here's a, a creep alert for a second. Probably gonna get ate up for this, but it's real life, y'all. We uh we have to share. Please only be real. So Cre- creep alert. We got sirens. We got uh, sirens on yeah. Or uh, European sirens. Ho hey ho. Um. Uh. So me and the homies are sitting on a bench. <laughs> He's over there cracking up at his own joke so hard. That shit was funny. Me and the homies are sitting on the bench, right? And we're just looking out. In the crowd and stuff, and and kind of talking and shooting the shit. And one of my homies looks over at me. He goes, "Hey, y'all, 
I don't mean to sound like a perv or anything, and I wouldn't do nothing. But were the girls this fine when we was in high school? <laughs> <laughs> and we was all like, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, the, dude, the, that's the, just the, true. The like, Kardashians have done a number on these children. Yeah. Like, they all are trying to look like that. Yeah. And it was weird to see because you couldn't tell. Like, you saw there were people from our years, like, coming in and watching. But there was also, like, current teams because the, the varsity team played against us at the end of the night. And so, like, there were still students there. And I'm I mean, just it, like, what the hell It's weird on? because it's you start to become, like, that older generation. Because, like, remember that older generation would be like, the way y'all dressing out here is sin. Yeah. It's sinful. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember like, I was why walking. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was walking, and, I, like, I, a thought like that occurred to me. I was like, yo, how y'all leaving the house dressed like this? I was like, oh, I'm old now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm no longer hip to the times. I'm yeah. like, I'm starting to judge how they're dressing back. Like, oh, yeah. I also think, too, like, a lot of uh, – a lot of like the generations are starting to mold a lot more than they have. Like a lot of people in our age are dressing exactly the same as people like in high school now. Whereas yeah. like that 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 fucking gap is getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Where oh yeah, the amount of people in a certain generation are all into the same, same shit. Thing. I mean, our I parents have to wear suits to work. Yeah, remember? Yeah. And like now we can like. So like when I see when you see a girl who is attractive. And like the first eye test, you're like, oh, she's attractive. And then like you do the second eye test, you're like, oh, she's 16 years old. Yeah. Like it's because like she dresses exactly like Same. the 30 year old yeah. that you're fucking right next to. They're all the wearing leggings. It's that. the internet. Yeah. I think I think it's the internet's making our culture homogenized. Like everybody's doing the same thing as opposed to like I remember like our generation kind of when I was a senior in high school, that was when skinny jeans first kind of hit the yeah hit the market. Yeah. Like where jerking was starting like yeah. out here in L. A. and like. We were still in high school at this time, and that's when we first started wearing like colorful skinny jeans and stuff. Which and vans I've and since grown like out. Yeah, came out. vans came out like when I was like a, so- a sophomore. Yeah, uh, but I mean specifically in black culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, well, for black culture, like for us in LA, it was like when I was in like tenth grade because I remember me and Leonard went to Nordstrom's Rack and bought uh, like two pairs of vans, and we yeah. were like, man, we're gonna get roasted for these. We wearing these white boy shoes, we're gonna get roasted for these, and then we did. And then it took off, like yeah. And then the a pack few months drops later. a song, and yeah. everyone's just like, "These are cool now." That kind of killed Vans for LA children. Oh, really? Because the pack was whacking from the bay. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> like, so we just like went back to Chucks after that. But skinny jeans stuff. But then the older generations, like people who were like, you know, five, ten years older than us, was like, "Man, what y'all walking around with them gay ass skinny jeans?" All yep. that? Mm-hmm. And it was like they roasted them so much. And now we're we are doing the same things as the younger generation. And so we're not like, like you know. Takashi six nine and paint getting tattoos all over our faces and stuff. I think right. that's a new thing that the kids are doing that we're not. That shit is that shit is. Too but weird, we are man. we are turning into old heads, and it's so mm-hmm. weird to like. I saw this thing uh, on Twitter. They were saying like class of twenty ten coming to save hip hop, and they were literally talking about Drake, J Cole, and Kid Cudi are saving hip hop. And I was like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're and, saving hip hop like they're hip-hop, new, but hip hop like, didn't yeah. need to be saved. Hip hop was good. Before it's good now. Well, I it's think they're, they're talking. Yeah, it's always good. But like they're talking about like you know mumble. They're making fun of like you know the mumble Takashi rap. and like I mean, all but these dudes. I definitely like, was listening to a playlist on the way here that just like popped up on my Apple Music when you hit browse and just yeah, says, yeah yeah oh and I listened to it and I was I was kind of like ah this is getting a little repetitive like well, just yeah, but I, and I like a lot of the song but then I'm just like oh that that one sounds like that one that one sounds like that one that was. They all kind of sound the same. But it's always funny. Like, the cream cream always rises to the the fucking top. Like, because even, like, when, I think when, like, Drake, J. Cole, all these, but Kendrick, they've been around for a while. So it's not like they're new and saving hip-hop. It's just like, oh, 
we haven't been making albums, and now we are. So mm-hmm. all this other shit y'all doing. It's almost like when Jay-Z came back in 06 and he was like, y'all got two months to get y'all shit together. Good yeah. luck. Uh, and but it's all fake. That's what I'm saying is I think it's all fake. What do you mean? Like it's all like, he was always making albums out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's Jay-Z? Like, yeah. Well, that's when he took his three-year break. Yeah, but three years like, break. Like, it's like, like well, it's the same thing with like people being like, Jake Cole's out here. It's like, he released an album like two years two ago. Two years ago. Like, yeah. chill. Like, it's not. I think Jay-Z one was different because before that, Jay-Z had released an album every year. Yeah, and he announced uh, that he was debut. retiring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, so for him to take three years off did feel like that nigga died. But mm-hmm. for people in our generation to be like the old heads like Drake, I'm like. What? This is That's weird. This is weird. But That's weird. I get it. I remember you know, when I was new things uh, are scary. the summer going to my junior year of high school. So summer of 05, uh Drake came out with Replacement Girl with Trey Songs. And oh, yeah. let's drop that in right now. Uh Nick, play a little replacement girl. We go L A V A N Y T O Sunshine and that heat stroke and that fur hoods and that deep snow. We had breakfast in the bedroom. We break bread downstairs in the basement. Since Jane Kells ain't doing a thing no more, gets me in the boy songs the replacement. Ah, Ooh, that, that song that sounds song so great. good. That song that was Drake's first song right there with Trey Songs. And we were all like, yo, is that the dude from Degrassi? Yeah. Like and Drake was, it was in kind of 05? Yeah, that was when that song yeah. came out. God damn. Like 05, 06, when, when Replacement Girl came out. The we first, first time... heard it. It was on, like, LimeWire. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't, yeah. like, on, on the radio. Kazaa. Yeah. Kazaa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first time I heard Drake was my friend had him as his MySpace profile song. He had Best I Ever Had. Every time I went to his profile, yeah. it was like, boom, 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 boom. That song was dope. Yeah. Listen, that, that, that came out tonight. Yeah, so far gone. It's a shame that it's not... That's something that I want to like get into maybe in a longer conversation is like trying to understand why mixtapes don't get converted onto Spotify and Apple Music. Like you know what I mean? Like it's so frustrating. Like so far gone available on Apple Music is not the so far gone that we grew up listening. No, to. no, no. It's missing a few songs. It's missing a lot of songs. Yeah. My favorite song back then was like, "Don't you have a man? Don't you have a man? Oh yeah. Why are you trying to be my girl?" That song was dope. Yeah. I was like, "Drake is dope, man." Like yeah. he was dope. Like it was so weird because everybody, you know, high, stupid high school kids who want to roast everything and like boys not confident in their masculinity. They're like, "Man, that's the dude from Degrassi. I ain't listen to that shit." Yeah. And then you listen to it, and it's like, "Oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this." <laughs> it, yeah. what, what was a time when you were kind of like that? I'll admit one for myself. It was Kendrick Lamar. When Kendrick Lamar was hot, when that, that uh, 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 Paul up drank, mm-hmm. I'll be like, fuck that song. Y'all are fucking stupid. Y'all don't even really drink. I used to hate that shit so much. <laughs> but I never sat down and listened to the song. Yeah. Then I remember I sat down and I listened to that whole album, and I was like, He's great. This nigga's amazing. Yeah. So what were some moments like that for y'all where y'all were like... I, I've always been pretty unapologetic about my love for R&B. Mm-hmm. But I would say... So like I would say like in middle school when all the girls loved B2K. Yeah. I would like roast... Try to roast B2K. But definitely had pandemonium. And we just listened to it <laughs> all the time. And me, all my, me and my friends did. And we all yeah. loved those songs. And now but we go but to, it was still like an appearance thing of like being like... Yeah. It was just like the girls like them. We're jealous that the girls like them. Yeah. And I but, get that. I hated no, B2K we, growing up. You, uh, you did? <laughs> what, what's something, Jaquita, that you came out with the hate early and later? Uh, Not so much a group, but a dude. I would say Justin Timberlake. Uh, uh, like when, when Justin Timberlake was on NSYNC, he was whack. And, and I still probably subscribe to that thought. Uh, <laughs> but, and then when he dropped his first album, I was like, Justin Timberlake? Nah. And then I listened to it. I was like, all right, this is dope. 
And then by the time he got to um, Future Sex Love Sounds, the one right after that, even though I was still I was fucking with him a little bit for the, all of that, but by mm-hmm. the time the one right after that came out, what was it? Uh, the Twenty Twenty Experience, yeah. And I bought the album. It was it was so fucking dope. And then we went to the concert, and uh-huh. my girl, who grew up loving NSYNC, mm-hmm. looked at me and was like, "You know more songs than I do." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, hit uh, us up on the Twitter. Hit us up with moments where y'all came out with the hate early. It's probably yeah, yeah. probably a lot of dudes. Yeah. Like, this is a dude thing to do. I think yeah. by the time Justin Timberlake got to like Future Sex Love Sound and stuff, everybody loved him enough to. Yeah. Future Sex Love Sounds, when that shit dropped, it was a great I was album. like, holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. Because so you were, good. you know, as boys growing up, societal pressures of being uber masculine and tox- the toxicity of it. The toxicity uh, of uh, our city. That's <laughs> crazy. Uh, that. <laughs> Like it, it tells Just you like you, you're not allowed to like like that type of stuff. You're not allowed to be into male artists and stuff unless it's yeah. like gangster rap and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're only supposed to be into hard shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to get so much hate R&B. for being into Fall Out Boy. I used to get so much hate. <laughs> From I mean, I guess I still get that hate. Nah, because I remember I went to high school with not black. Kids. Oh, Hispanic kids. Yeah, but they'd just be like, "That's what you listen to." Yeah. And they was kind of like they were disappointed. They thought that I was running around listening like, to Tupac and stuff like that. And they'd be like, "Would you listen to Edgar?" And they'd put it on and be like, "This ain't a sin." <laughs> no, like, no. Yo, what the fuck is this, dog? People do that. I mean, black people still do that. Like whenever I tell people I'm a Jason Mraz fan, I was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, that nigga." Jason Mraz. That's a taste yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. What songs did he had that you could be that much of a fan of his? How many songs he got? He has five albums out. Oh shit! Uh, he has five albums out. See, this is what I'm talking about. But he's not roasting you. He's not roasting him. He's just confused. <laughs> I fuck with some "I'm Yours." Yeah, he's just confused. Uh, I like the song he's with uh, Kobe Calais. Yeah, that was all off one album. He had two albums friend. before that. Lucky to have it. And he's had two albums after that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know I you wouldn't heard, know. I haven't heard any of it. <laughs> yeah, Kobe but I do. I fuck with y'all, like do. Y'all used to watch You Oughta Know every morning no. before school, the VH1. Yes, and I that song came that. on. Yeah, that's, so. what, that's how I learned about her. Uh, that that song starts in my toes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then that, what was the other song that was out of that time? Uh, <laughs> Can you keep up? That was that was another song in that. That's, that's, that's Beyonce. Uh, they had two songs at the, in that countdown because it was Soldier. I want a soldier. And... It was on the VH1, just like pop. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I said, oh, you're going to be my girl. I used to, me and my brother used to wake up. One, two, three, what does that mean? I guess this episode is the 2005 episode. Right, right. My parents, like, hated music, but the trade-off was as long as we got ready early, we could watch whatever we wanted on TV. So that's when we just, like, we would get up so early and get ready just so we could watch You Ought to Know. That's where I learned about fucking Corinne Bailey Ray. Oh, yeah. Just like a star mm-hmm. crossed my eyes. That's the first time I ever heard Adele with Chasing Pavements. Yes. Damn, Adele been around for a long ass long time. time. Adele, Adele was around. What, her first album was 19, and she was 19. And what, she's like 28, 29 now? 20, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she's been around for a decade, yeah. almost. I learned about uh, her from You Ought to Know. I learned about uh, The Fray from You Ought to Know. Yeah. What song did they have? They had a... Uh, uh, how to save a life. life. Where did I go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you want to know what the 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 first song, the first white group that I listened to, and uh-huh. it was from not listened to, but that I was like, oh man, yeah, 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 I fucks with this. What? And I was going to an all black school. It was because of wrestling, uh, but it was Creed 
And it was my sacrifice because my sacrifice yep. had like a the, the WWF was using it as a promo video. Yep, yep. and it was because when I am with you, <laughs> I'm free. Yeah, WWE is what got me into like a three doors down. And yeah, shit like that. WWE yeah. introduces introduces me Motorhead. I got introduced to them What's from that WWE. If I been crazy, would yeah, you, you, you still call me Superman? Superman. <laughs> Fun fact about uh, three doors down: two of the members went to high school with my mom. Oh wow, they're from Mississippi. Oh wow, oh, that's true. And big Trump supporters. Uh, uh, but that's anyways, that's they're from. I mean, you got your yeah. red. I got, my, I got on. my red trucker on the day. It is not a MAGA hat. Mm-hmm. But from behind, one could easily mistake it. It is a MAGA hat. Mistake it. I think it'd be, um, I, that's why I like it. That's why yeah, I bought it. Because people, people would be like, it. oh, no. And is then that a, a Negroid and a MAGA hat? <laughs> uh, before we get to our first break, I do want to do this. Uh, first of all, if you've never listened to us before, this is your first episode. Culture Kings, Jack Keys, Carl oh, Edgar. Oh, my gosh. 20 minutes in. 20 minutes intro. in. Uh, We're trying to beat our record. Yeah. Let's do a commercial break before we introduce ourselves. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, you know, talking about toxic masculinity, uh, something I feel like a lot of dudes who feel like they need to be tough don't do is shout out uh, or support or show love to others when they're in times of need. Uh, most of y'all know that I do a um, – I'm a comedian here in L.A., improv comedy – and we usually are on teams. Uh, so you have an improv team and you guys go do improv shows. That's how the whole thing works. Uh, it's not a solo thing like stand-up comedy. Uh, so because of that, you get close to a lot of people on your teams. Um, and one team I'm on, which is my main team, is called Some Kind of Monster. I've uh, been on that team for a little over three years now, which is insane. But um, somebody on that team, Christine Renaud, uh, she is... A uh, friend of mine, very sweet girl, loving girl, fun girl, funny girl. Uh, I want to shout her out. About two days ago, as of this recording, she found out uh, out of the blue, her 36-year-old brother had a heart attack while driving, crashed his car, and passed away, uh, which is such a heartbreaking fucking thing to even think about. And and this girl comes from a tight family. Uh, she has six siblings. All girls. He was the only brother. Uh, he was the oldest one out of all of them. So you can see, you know, he was like the patriarch of the brother and sister family and that uh, that whole family dynamic. Uh, so his name was John Renaud. So you know, I want to send out my condolences to that whole family. Uh, I send out my condolences to Christine. I love you. Um, you know, where I'm with you. Uh, a couple people in this room also know you. Uh, so we're definitely there with you as well. Yeah, I uh, a message the other day. is yeah. a pretty awful thing to go through. I can't even imagine what that's like. It's yet. so fucking sad. Uh, so yeah, man, life is short, yo. Life is short. Uh, hug somebody that you love. Go call your mamas, call your brothers, call your sisters, your grandparents. Uh, tell them you love them because you never know, man. You could just be chilling, have a brunch with your friends, and uh, get one phone call, and it can fucking change your life. So um, yeah. It's uh, it's sad, man. It's, life is fragile. It's a good reminder. So live it to the fullest. Uh, Christine, my condolences to you. You're my thoughts. You're my prayers. Uh, shout out to you. Shout out to your family. Much love to you. And uh, rest in peace to John Renaud. Uh, I hate to kind of bring it down a little bit and switch it up, but I did want to do that. I did want to say that. I got this platform, so I want to use it to 
uh, let the people who need the love know that I'm out here loving them. So shout out to you. Uh, and on that note, we're going to come back with some hot shit right at the break. Alright, we back. Hey guys. What's up? If your foresight is incredible, mm-hmm. stay stubborn to your vision. Who said that? Who do you think? Kanye? Yep. Alright, I nigga. guess this is it. This is the moment <laughs> of the podcast where we're going to bring it up. This 27 nigga. million followers. Have I been... He only has 27 million? Huh. You think that's a low? Of, a lot of haters in this world. So yeah. I... Uh... Yeah, that's pretty. Like, that's pretty. I feel low. like Justin Bieber's got like how many? See how much Justin Bieber has? He probably has lost a lot in the past couple. Of I've been gone. Weeks. I've been gone for the last week, so I I didn't have access to the internet that well. Hundred million, no service. Wow, yeah, haters are for real. So I missed a lot of it, mm-hmm. but he's back and he's tweeting. Right, that's essentially it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you guys let me live in a world where I don't know what the fuck he's talking about? Nope, we cannot. Please. I'm about to tell you right now. I'm so scared. I'm about to tell you right now Uh, what Kanye is talking about. I'm about to do it in this voice. Tell him. I've always had a desire to do things people wouldn't even think to do. Jesus. Everyone should be their own biggest fan. Hallelujah. Even Prince once had an access pass. Hey. Oh, Prince opened up for Rick James. Everybody started somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the preacher voice is hard. It's hard, dog. Get some water. Get some water. Life is more exciting than the movies. Hey. Donald Glover is a free thinker. Jesus. I feel like I'm 18 year old again when I make beats for Nas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, new ideas will no longer be condemned by the masses. We are on the frontier of massive change, starting from breaking out of our mental prisons. Here is where he's getting into why people are upset. Mm-hmm. Please, no, no. Uh, he's watching a bunch of Scott Adams videos, whoever that is. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Scott Adams, some, like, I don't let's know. Find let's find out. Problematic. Problematic. Is Scott he problematic? Adam? Is Scott Adams problematic? How do you spell Scott? Like, How you spell like, Scott? Nigga, there's more than one way to spell Scott. Oh, yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's not his team who spells Scott. Hella weird. I mean, not hella weird. Uh, Dilbert Creator, Scott. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Dilbert Creator. Uh, like uh, He created the TV show Dilbert. Right, I know that. Oh. But I think he all right. Is he all right? Yeah, he is. I'm hand producing, <laughs> I'm hand producing all the albums I tweeted about. Been chopping samples from the sunken place. Pusha, May 25th, my album, June 1st, me and Cuddy, June did he, 8th, did he Tiana, see, June 27th. He, ah, I don't want he, to He admitted, he, he acknowledged the sunken place in one of his tweets? Yeah. Well, he, la- so. he, put a, he put a laughing face. He put a crying face. Because he knows. Here's the thing, man. It's not so much that he's tweeting a lot. Because, I mean, he's tweeted some shit that was like, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Is the edit, it's the... It's the people who remember the Kanye when he stood on live TV and was like, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Kanye who who understood uh, who understood the struggle that he was in and the struggle that and, and the struggle of Black America. It seemed like, and recently Kanye has you know dyed his hair blonde and. Going to meet with Trump, which I'm not here to say meeting with Trump makes you a bad person, but 
uh, he's on that fucking track of the Candace Owens, who... Who I didn't know. Now, you talking about you didn't know who Wyatt Sinek was. I didn't know who Candace Owens was. I found out about Candace Owens about uh, two months ago, and I saw some videos of her. I was like, oh, she's trash. Uh, mm-hmm. But if, if you don't know, this has taught me who Candace Owens is. Yeah, if you Jesus don't know who Candace, she's 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 a she's a black woman who hates herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the most simple way that I can fucking put it. She's a black woman who hates herself, who thinks black people played a victim card. Uh, who she's basically a uh, Stacy Dash who is more articulate than Stacy Dash, and she's turned all the way up too. Like yeah. you know, Stacy Dash is very. I don't want to like you know give her any passes but she's very on a surface level bullshit mm-hmm. and like this Candace Owen is talking some real alt-right rhetoric yeah and they love they love like white, white people, alt-right love people love that love shit love when a black person comes out oh yeah and does that shit like yeah. cause it just fuels everything and that's what Kanye's doing you like got that Trump nigga at the rally Richard Spencer like being like this is I love I've always loved his music yeah, yeah. Just that's like, the thing I put a tweet out uh, yesterday or today it was like that moment when Kanye West becomes the preferred rapper for the alt-right. Yeah. Like, that shit is insane because, like, t- uh, two years ago, all those people was calling Kanye a nigga. Mm-hmm. And today, there's like, you know, I've always loved his music. He has a song <laughs> called New Slaves. Uh, and it's just... I still, like, I'm still going to listen to the album. I mean, I'm still going to listen yeah. to the album. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and bullshit. I just think he's going through something. I don't know. Uh, I think he's going through. This, but he's hating himself. He hates this himself. Deeply, deeply breaks my heart. And he, I, you know, I don't know. This is. I don't even really want to fucking talk about it because I'm so fucking upset about it. Like it's truly been. Yeah, he hates I himself mean, right now. He's just. And, got, he, some people have gotten into his head, and I don't know. I don't who know those people are. I think he's just been watching like a lot of like, almost. I don't want to say Tony Robbins, but like that style of like people who like yell at you and. Think that everything yeah. that's bad in the world is 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 because of you are doing it, and like it's it's so many layers to this world as to like like that we can't even understand, that we can't even comprehend yeah. that that, and it's some things that we absolutely can't comprehend. There's facts, there's numbers, there's everything that proves like not all black people are in impoverished situations because they want because of their to own be. actions. It's crazy yeah. to even believe that Kanye West. It's crazy to believe that Candace Owens, like, and I don't know. But Miles of Gray has a very funny tweet. <laughs> Let's turn up the lights in here, baby. Extra bright. I want y'all to see. This is just the lyrics for Turn Up the Lights. And there's all the dudes in uh, Charlottesville with their tiki torches. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very fucking funny. funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I will say this. I will say this. I think that a lot of what we're seeing from Kanye is why community is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think that Kanye, and this is something that Talia and I got into a massive argument about once, and I didn't choose to hear her. But I think of like a time where the words did come out of my mouth that I would say things like, you know, I don't know. I'm not one of those black people, or I've never really been in a situation like that. And why I was saying those things was because there was no other black people around me. And because there was no other black people around me, I wasn't hearing and or experiencing certain things. Or when I did experience them, it was easier for me to dismiss them as true because there was no one to check in with me and be like, no, what you just experienced is real. Mm-hmm. It was essentially like being passively gaslit. Mm-hmm. And I think with Kanye, who are the niggas that he's hanging out with right now, truthfully? I mean, probably I, none. None. I mean. He's probably, he's probably only with the Kardashian-Jenner family. 
And then when these Even guest artists, that. when these guest artists comes in, they probably not kicking Hanging and really yeah, talking and stuff. No and also, probably a lot of them are out of touch. Cuddy's had his things. Nas, Nas is in touch. I feel like. Well, they're working right. on something, but like we all know, working out, working with somebody doesn't mean that you hanging out with that. Yeah, person. exactly. They probably like, all right, great session today, Nas. Ooh, I'm gonna go grab a drink. Ah, should I join you? Yeah. No, <laughs> no I, you know, I, I actually got to head back to the hotel. But uh, hey, if I get out in time, you let me know, and mm-hmm. I'll join you down at the bar. Yeah. Save me a seat. Uh, probably won't. Yeah. But, but but find your community. Like I yeah. think that's what this big lesson is: is like keep in check because money, access. You'll start like you know there was only two black people at that Sundance thing that I was at. There's yeah. only two. Like the higher you get into these things, the less and less people that look like you will yeah. be around. You got to go back to your community and keep in check, or else you'll end up fucking lost. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think a lot of it too. It, it, like that's a great point. I think a lot of it too is just fucking self happiness. Uh, I, I think a lot of this comes stems from well, even like uh, quote unquote old Kanye. It stems from. Him feeling like we aren't, he isn't getting what he deserves. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that goes back to when, you know, the, the, even the whole Taylor Swift, Beyonce thing. That was stemmed from him feeling like Beyonce didn't get what she deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, him not winning, like, a best album or record of the year or song of the year. Only winning hip-hop categories and Grammy. is him saying, I'm not getting what I deserve. You are not appreciating just how good I am. I know how good I am. You're not appreciating how good I am. Even going back to the George Bush doesn't care about black people thing. That is, black people not getting what they fucking deserve. Yeah. Uh, and I think from old, quote-unquote, old Kanye to new Kanye now, is that thought process has gone from uh, a lot more community-driven or a lot more uh, we in here to now it's me. Yeah. And what epitomizes we don't get what we deserve more than any other group mm-hmm. out there is but the whole white privileged thinking like we're not getting what we deserve we deserve this because we simply exist yeah and that's why he's fallen into that fucking lane yeah of people uh and and, and look i'm not saying i don't know kanye I, I'm not saying that's the only fucking lane he's in, but when you say shit like Candace Owen, I like the way she thinks. Like you're falling into that. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's logical. Everything you're saying is logical. Of course, we don't know exactly what's going on. Yeah, I wonder if he ever did therapy after his mama died. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. That's when it all started. To me, yeah. like that's when he started going. <laughs> that's when he started going off, man. Yeah. And people don't understand how deep that pain that pain can be, man. Oh yeah, that pain mm. can be deep, man. My mother, my mother lost her mom at a very young age, and she still battles with it. Yeah, all, all day, every day. Like, and it's been like I'm 29. My I never met my grandma. She died three years before I was born. My mom still is very like affected. By yeah, it. and I can't, I can't like tell my mom to go to therapy. No, right? Like that is just it's not conversation. But you can still have. see the struggle that she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. Shit is crazy, man. Shit is crazy. I uh, think it's just a reminder of what black pain can do to the brain. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, never forget that. Like, it's it's true even amongst the stars. I would truly, truly recommend anyone who feels confused about any of this Kanye stuff, please watch the Netflix documentary. Brilliant Netflix documentary, What Happened to Nina Simone. Oh, yeah. What Happened, comma, Nina Simone. I yeah. apologize. Uh, it is brilliant. And, mm-hmm. it, and it talks about how 
that fandom that she received, that popularity that she received, destroyed her mind. Yeah. And I think that's I think Kanye and and uh Nina Simone are very similar. Very in similar in a way of how powerful their music is and how good they are at their craft and there's some I mean, we can't dismiss the fact that they are probably both extreme narcissists too. Of course. Of course. Like, He's uh, an egomaniac. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um with that, like yes. That that documentary is very good. That documentary is very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was depressing. I, I, depress- I, depressing is shit. Yeah, I always quote that one line that his that uh, her daughter says, which is, uh, you know, people look at that video of her playing. I forgot what bar it is, but she's like shaking and she's like playing the piano and like uh, she's doing all these things and everyone's and she says people look at that tape and they love that part of Nina and they celebrate it and they go crazy, but they forget that that same Nina is the one that comes back home and beats me. It's mm-hmm. that same energy that comes back home and beats me. Yeah. I'm just like, it's true. Yeah. We love the wild Kanye. We love it. Mm-hmm. We love when he goes off, but it's that same energy right now that's tweeting all these thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Can I also say something? Please. Uh, here's something that I'm not for right now. Like, we're talking about Kanye. We're talking about how we're disappointed and stuff like that, but we're talking about it from the perspective of black men mm-hmm. or black people in America. Uh oh. What I'm not here for is the peop- white people who don't necessarily understand where we're coming from when we say we're disappointed and Kanye and this is this sucks for us uh trying to jump on the bandwagon and be like yeah man yeah Kanye sucks too I I've always I've never liked Kanye mm-hmm. uh okay. and this is and and now you black people see why <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't F- think fuck, we're thinking of the same fuck thing, off. sir. Uh, yeah, if it just when you were when he did the thing to Taylor Swift and he was like, "I hate Kanye," and now we say, and now black people are me like, "Man, Kanye, man, I'm struggling." Don't don't extend your hand like now you get it. Yeah, because uh, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. And it leads me to another topic that I want to talk about. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Altoid box. Altoid box. Uh, Tiny Altoid box. Because the first person I saw that posted some shit about Kanye, this was two weeks ago before he posted anything trash, uh, when he was just posting kind of like inspirational type stuff, uh, was a white female. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about white feminism. And not even white feminism. I want to talk about white women and diversity. Uh, which I feel is a can go in a white fem- feminist uh, thing. First, let me say this. Uh, well, I, I I would like to interject just quickly, if that's yeah. okay. I yeah. would like to give context for a story that kind of made this conversation extremely relevant. Go ahead. Uh, there might be some terms that some of you are unfamiliar with, and we can clarify via social media if you like. But essentially, we all perform at this theater called Upright Citizens Brigade. And uh, one of the wonderful things that they do provide is a scholarship for people. Classes are rather expensive. We're talking like what, four fifty, four hundred bucks uh, for eight weeks? Yeah, it's uh, gone up, my friend. I think it's, it's expensive to be successful. Yeah, four fifty, and they're thinking about going up to four seventy five. You have to invest in yourself if you so, want to be like me. Because mm-hmm. of this, <laughs> when them gold like, chains, like gold chains, I'm shaking into the mic. <laughs> so because of this, UCB does have a diversity program, which is uh, uh, headed up by a very good leader, uh, Anarajo, where they offer up scholarships to people uh, in the hopes of, like, you know, getting some more diversity in those classes. So the classes aren't the same kind of looking people who can always afford those kind of classes. Uh 
the definition of diversity at UCB specifically is just defined as such. Anyone who is not a straight white man. Mm-hmm. To support the diversity community, there is also a Facebook group, which, by the way, anyone can enter. Anyone can be a member of it. There is nothing that's stopping anyone from yeah. doing it. So There's there a are... ton of straight white men <clears throat> in the Facebook group. Yeah. They may not be getting scholarships, but they are <clears throat> present yeah. in the Facebook group. Which is always very funny. And they always promote their shows and stuff like that. Yeah. It can get weird. Yeah. But the diversity scholarship is rolled out uh, uh, two times a year, maybe three. And it, a lot of people get it. Uh, like, you know, it's a good number of the scholarships. Uh, recently, they uh, sent out emails, rejection letters, and a white woman uh, did not get a letter and decided to write on the diversity group page uh, asking aloud, you know, why I feel like I've applied twice and I've never gotten it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they're not respecting the diversity that I feel. And she did list what she felt was her diversity. Which uh, was. She's a part of uh, the <clears throat> queer community. Yeah. Uh, she is redheaded. Uh, she <laughs> she's not. That was her first thing she said. She was redheaded. That is correct. Uh, and then the she second the thing, percentage of people in the world that are redheaded. The second thing she said when you said <laughs> I'm a part of the, when, I'm a part of the, <laughs> I'm a part of the queer community. I, I want to. We got to get specific here because it's not so much she said. Yeah. She wasn't as queer. an L. She wasn't a. She G. said she was she a, a. She wasn't a wasn't G. A T. She wasn't a B. She wasn't a T. She wasn't a Q. She wasn't a Q. She either. wasn't an I. She wasn't yeah. an A. <laughs> she said she was a bi curious demisexual. That is correct. I had to look this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was like, what like the f- hold on. Before you start your take, let me finish telling the story. <laughs> also, bring <laughs> your tone down. <laughs> let me finish the story before. We're dealing with the whites. <laughs> so, and then she said that she feels frustrated because she feels like she's not getting the opportunities that she sees other people are getting. And she did say this, and I quote, I just feel like I'm not getting it because I'm white. Mm-hmm. Initially, the post received some very, very Good feedback. Yeah, which was people, people being were like, coming in there giving her advice. perfect advice, examples. So I mean, even I was like, "Oh damn, maybe I should think about doing that." Yeah, because like, uh, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, great stuff that people were offering her. And I know uh, I was reading a couple, and I could just see the people typing this, but also eye rolling <laughs> as they were typing. But <sighs> girl, just go to the thing. Like, like, yeah, you know, like you be know, around the community, be around the community, be yeah. involved because yeah. it's truthfully political. As in, as is everything. You're not going to give away. $450 to someone you don't know. Nope. You want to make sure that that person's invested in stuff like that. So because of this, you know, people were just like, hey, you know, go to jams, go to shows, be involved, make a web series, do things that show them that you're working mm-hmm. towards it. And it was a ton of advice. But at some point, you know, she started defending herself against the feedback. Yes. And started commenting and be like, yeah, I've tried that. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to work for me. <laughs> so a black woman... Uh, 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 those of you familiar with Daily Zeitgeist, guys, he's a very, very regular guest on it. A very amazing person. Uh, if you're ever in LA, check out her show Trap Prov. Lacey Mosley went ahead and said, "Listen, people are giving you good advice, and you're out here trashing it. Like, what the fuck is up with all this?" And this white woman went off. Did you read? I didn't. I didn't get to see her response, bro. I, I'll send them to you. Okay, I'll send. I have it all saved on my phone because it's so crazy. <laughs> But yeah. she went off and was essentially like being like, I'm being attacked. You guys aren't seeing how real this is for me. I'm mm-hmm. being discriminated against and all this stuff. And then on the queer thing, I do want to say before uh, uh, I let Jaquez go off, like he's literally like fuming, like ready to go <laughs> up. It's like I feel like I'm holding a, a gate and I'm about to like open that shit up. But Lacey did say something that was very important, which is with this whole queer thing, it can get a little 
gray because you can't look at somebody and know that they're queer. No. Mm-hmm. So for to say, I feel like queer people are being left out is unfair because she's saying, I feel like because I'm being left out, queer people are being left out. But she doesn't know if some of these people of color mm-hmm. are also getting it because they are queer. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know uh, 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 what the deal is with these people of color, like yeah. if they're queer or not. It's not something that they're not going out there announcing it. Yeah. Because they don't have to. And I'm in those interviews. We give a lot of scholarships to white queer people. Yeah. Like, it, the the people who we believe are working towards And it. are working towards a goal. And let's be clear here with these people who don't get these scholarships and who are upset about it. Mm-hmm. What's different with the UCB community in L.A. and with the improv community in general in L.A. as opposed to other big improv communities like Austin or Chicago or New York is... There are people here who are solely taking a class just to put that they did it on their resume. That's it. And they're just going to go back out and do their acting stuff. So we are, like at UCB, we are building something for people who are interested in being comedy performers, comedy writers, and want to be a part of this theater for the love of the art form and not just to improve their career. Correct. Like, and so we're looking out for that. Like we, we I remember like being in the uh, interviews, uh, being in the interviews, watching people talk to us about what they want to do and how they want to be a part of the community. And so many of them were like, yeah, I mean, I, I heard about the classes. I came and I watched ASCAT and I thought it was great. And I know that, like, you know, I, I worked on a set with a guy who took class and he told me to come. And I don't have the money right now to be. And it's just like, all right, well, you need to go get a job and get the money. Like, it ain't it's so many people who don't really respect the art form that are trying to just take the class because they, they think it'll help them in their career in some way. And mm-hmm. that's not true at all. Like, yeah, there are people who've been around for years who ain't working. Uh, but continue what you were saying, Edgar. Well, I just wanted to say that. And then I want to allow say officially. Jaquise, the cage is open. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, Sophie. Uh, so I want to say this. Uh, then we're going to go to break. Uh, this, yes, that thing. But I also, and you guys know about this, dealt with it a couple weeks before that. Of too. course, of course, 100%. Uh, so when I get back, I'm going to broaden it out. A little bit. Yeah, I just wanted to say the specific and, event that made it a conversation at large, yeah, which is where does white woman belong large. in diversity. And uh, and also, I want to let people know what exactly a bi-curious demisexual is, which is what this person said made her in the queer community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got this. We can, <laughs> we, we're good. I'm good. With the other one. Yeah. Okay. No, I know. We're good. We're good. Uh, let's take a break. We coming back. We'll be back. All right. We are back, guys. We were speaking cryptically. Uh, Carl yeah. had to hold Jaquise physically back. <laughs> there is steam coming from his body. Well, because it pisses me <laughs> off. This whole, this whole thing pisses, this pisses me off. Uh, so first of all, when... Uh, <laughs> so, all right, this is what... When she was like, I'm redheaded, and people came at her for that. She was like, well, I'm also... Then a bisexual man came in and said, 
Yeah, I feel, you know, I would love to see more of the bisexual community. Which is a very Which fair, is a very valid very fair point. request. And Absolutely. she was like, oh, yeah, that I'm even di- more different than that. I, and, like, even, like, kind of <laughs> slamming his shit. And I'm like, and then she put what she is. And and she was like, bicurious demisexual. I had to look it up. It's basically a person who, and I'm not here saying, like, if you feel this makes you diverse, you're wrong. I'm not saying that. But bicurious means you think men and women are attractive. Yeah, you're 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 <laughs> um, entertaining the idea yeah. of attractiveness. And demisexual means you wait till you're deeply in love before you fuck, uh, or before you have relations. Mm-hmm. Let me say that I want to just make it a physical thing. But before you move to that aspect of the relationship, that- if this is what white people need to do so they can feel diverse, <laughs> I, you have been t- look listen. White people have been told all their life that everything is for you. So this and not everybody and not everybody thinks this. I know that. But the white people who need to go and classify as demisexual makes me diverse. Yeah. Because I don't fuck on the first date. And I'm not saying that's what exactly what demisexual is. I'm sure some people are gonna come in and be like, well, this is exact this is what it is more, and this is what it is more. Fantastic. But you need to dig that deep because finally somebody's saying this isn't for you. Yeah. So you need to go to – you need to dig that fucking deep because something isn't for you. Diversity isn't for you. So it goes to also – there is this – I don't want to bring out the post. And I'm, I'm not going to name names. But there was a post about a person of color woman saying that, hey, white women, just because you're on a team full of white women doesn't mean you're a diverse team. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. An Asian woman said this. An Asian woman said that. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. You're not. You're not a diverse team. Uh, I don't know when. Here's how I put it. I'm not. And the person who attacked me on this basically made this a women's issue. Um, Which was, I don't know if I want to say unfair, because that's not what we were talking about. We were talking about diversity. And everything she, that she was saying, like women, uh, you know, are sexually harassed and all that. It was all true. It's all true. But it was a conflating argument thing. Um, to, white to men. Kind of, uh, example. I want to example, like, give an example of what you're kind of saying, like to kind of piggyback off of it. Um, mm-hmm. An example of it is like one time a white woman told me that she would never hire me on a show because I was a, I was a man. And what she's erasing there is that I'm a black man. And yeah. because of this, if she goes and hires all of her friends, which were all white, it would still be a white room and it would still add to the percentage of white writers yeah. versus, like, you know, there are no people of color writers. There are no women of color. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we go down to people of color, it gets even smaller when you go down to women. Women of color. Of color. Like, Who have know, like, some of the best stories on the planet. On and, the planet. And are some of the uh, least looked at groups. Oh, yeah. are. Are, and, are, are, I would say black women are, are the most. Least. Yeah. Here's how I put it. If you, a white, a straight white man, obviously gets a big piece of the pie. Yeah. But white women, I need you guys to understand this. I need you to understand that even though your piece of the pie is not equal to the white man at that table, you still got some pie. And you still at the table. And you still at the table while some people aren't even in the fucking house. So the fact that you need to tell women of color, women of color, not fuck, take me out of the equation. Women of color who are telling you 
you are not diverse and you need and you are arguing to them. But I'm a woman. That's all I need to be diverse yeah. is bullshit is bullshit. I'm not saying gender is not an aspect of diversity. I get it. But you can't walk in a room with all white women and say this is a diverse room. That's a slap in the face to black women, yeah. to black men, to Asian women, to Asian men, to Mexicans, to Hispanics, to every group who is oppressed. Still trying to get into and that room. Sti- still trying to get into that fucking room. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the Me Too movement was started by a black woman. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and people don't know her name. Yeah. People don't fucking know her name. But you got Taylor Swift on the cover of that Time magazine. Exactly. Which is like not saying that Taylor Swift story isn't valid. It's, it's very valid. It's very valid. It's very she valid. She went through what she went through. But also let's... Gender equality and diversity are not the same thing. Yeah. They're just not. Uh, they are intersectional. And there's intersectionality that needs to be fucking acknowledged 100%. with those two things. 100%. Uh, and the, the, the struggles are very much real and some of those parallel and we can help each other. But when you start to conflate those two things and you think one equals the other, uh, you do a disservice to both groups. You, because well, I think what's frustrating is that they don't understand that white woman now being used as diversity is being used as a way to just keep out more people of color. Yeah. Like yeah. It's being used as a placeholder. Yeah. Well, you can throw a white woman in a group of an all white show and go, we're diverse now. We're diverse now. But there's not, I mean, yes, the female perspective is a new perspective. But it's still a very white perspective. It's still a very privileged perspective. It's probably going to be probably like, you know, more of a certain class perspective. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, what we're asking for is a different kind of voice. You know, I don't want to see shows about niggas from Pittsburgh. Right. And like, I mean, those kinds of parts of Pittsburgh are from the suburbs and stuff like that. I want to see different (laughs) kinds of things. Like, I don't know. Here to go off the UCB thing. I forgot who said this, but somebody brought it up. To the to the white woman who says, "Yeah, but I'm a white woman that makes me diverse." If you look like one of the UCB four, you're not diverse. One of the UCB four is a white woman. She is the most famous person of the UCB four. She's the most successful. She's the most successful person of the UCB four. She's the most well-known person of the U. Fuck, people don't even know her yeah. as a UCB. When I bring performer. up UCB stuff, people go, "Oh, that's Amy Polish Theater, right?" Yeah, yeah. They don't say so. Matt <laughs> like, don't tell me that when you look like her, that you are just as diverse as that Asian woman who's saying, "I can't even get in a room," yeah, or that black woman who's saying, "I can't even get in a room," or that black man who's saying. I'm not. I'm more than just a black man. I'm also just as funny. Yeah. Uh, without like that, it I, it boils me. I'm fucking pissed right now. Yeah. It boils me to no end because it is a slap in the face to the people who actually struggle to get in the fucking room when you're sitting at the table. Yeah. Uh, well, it's and, you're still seeing yourself. You're seeing yourself. You're, and you're seeing, talking to people who aren't fucking seeing themselves anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Friends, which is the whitest fucking show in the history of the universe. Who's the most famous person for Friends? Uh, Maybe uh, Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like. People forget it, about the black woman that was on that show. I don't uh, even. Aisha Tyler. Yeah. Aisha Tyler. They no, threw her yeah. in. She's now the host of. They, um, uh, <clears throat> 
uh, who's, who's lying? lying? Anyway. Yeah. As yeah. it was getting, as they were catching heat for being on the air for a hundred years without any black people. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, my mom was doing background work out here back then. She's like, oh, we would never like the black people would never get on Friends. As, and this is just background. Like this is just yeah. extras. Just and extras, dude. Like, like there's no York, black people in New, New York, York on Friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sex in the as city. As if there's not black people in New York. Yeah, <laughs> it's all, it's mostly black. Well, it's not mostly black. There's a lot of black people in New York. It's a lot of everything. It's a lot of everything. To be a city in New York and only run into white people. I mean, that's the other. But we're we're talking about Friends. That's a show like what? Maybe the first episode premiered. Nineteen ninety. Yeah, so, yeah. It was so a while like ago. almost twenty years ago, right? If not more, like more than nineteen ninety five. Yeah, twenty three years ago. So, but we can go to girls. Yeah, and girls had to do a stunt casting to get a nigga. Like, yeah. and it made him a Republican. Yeah, just mm-hmm. to be like shout out to my MAGA hat right now. <laughs> like, so it goes to the it, it goes to the like with with like I I I'm talking to my mom is a black woman, so talk I you know I talk to her a lot about these things about the women's issues. My mom is a black woman who's a lesbian, mm-hmm. so I talk to my mom about some of these issues sometimes, and you know it goes like the women's march for instance, like it was fantastic, it was amazing, I love it. But then you get the white feminist part of that group who hey, – Carl, you brought this up one time. Who well, Keep me out of this. Nah, brother. I'm, I'm putting you in it because it's a good point uh, how like there were – back in – you know, and you, you said it on the podcast before. I, I want to make sure I get your words right. How there, is, there could be a white woman who – I'm, we're not saying your struggle isn't real, mm-hmm. but there could be a white woman who is out there fighting for. Uh, you, you, this was, you know, said in jest, but I don't want to wear bras anymore. Uh-huh. And then the black woman is saying, "Please stop killing my son." Yeah, that was a joke. It was a joke, but it <laughs> is that. I remember but, that. It was when we were talking about uh, DCM, right? Yeah, yeah, but it is that. It is that. Yeah, it is that. During the, I think. Well, one of the what I read about about the women's liberation movement in the 1970s, what uh, one of the reasons that it didn't like move forward was because I like it, it's it's an it's an opinion that is unpopular, and I'm I'm not 100 percent sold on that I feel this way. I but what I notice and what I from when I read about stuff and what I see is I notice that. What white women can be fighting for at times, and my voice is shaking as I say this, I can see my career ending. Uh, <laughs> what white women are fighting for sometimes is to be white men. Yeah. And what yeah. black women are fighting for is to just be equal. Well, yeah, you're 100% be... correct. And that is exactly what failed the women's liberation movement. Yeah. Like, that's not even like an opinion. That's like what exactly what happened. And like what they kind of realized in that sense was. It was failure, not only on intersection, like lack of being intersectional on race, yeah. but also class and stuff like that. Where like some of like I remember reading because I took a class uh, in college. I hate to be that person who say I took a class, but like mm-hmm. we talked about that in class, and they said that like some of the like the women at that time were attacking housewives and being yeah. like, "You're failing us by like being that." And it's just like the option isn't to say like you have to be this. Yeah. The op- the 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 goal is to say you can be. Anything. Anything you want to be. Mm-hmm. I remember I've, I watched that because it was on that the CNN documentary of the 70s. Yes. When they, they were talk- talking about uh, how, you know, women uh, and during the whip, women's lib movement were like attacking. But then these house, housewives started a whole separate movement where they were just like, I love coming home and cooking for my husband yeah. and being the. And it's like and, and the, the liberals, ultra liberal women were like attacking these women and they were fighting with them. And it's just like both of y'all need to be fighting for each other. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, yeah. and we do the same shit. We do the same yeah. shit. Where we be a, like, to be a nigga, you gotta be a nigga. Like, you, gotta you gotta be, be yeah. like this, you gotta be this, yeah. and you gotta yeah. be like... Like, and, and you know, we, we, we already had a, a whole thing on that. Of and, and I think that's what hurts us a lot of times, too. But, the, all, but of course, all the other stuff that goes on with us. But, and, think, but that's the thing, is that all yeah. the other stuff can win, because we're so inside yes. fighting its own shit. We and shouldn't be other, fighting about white women yes. being diversity. It's like... Move out the way out, out this conversation and let's fight for this real shit where we can all have yeah. fucking options. Yeah. yeah. I, it, and I want to I wanna be very clear and I want to apologize to anybody who is... I don't want to apologize if you're offended because if you're offended about what I'm saying... You're, not, you. you're not listening. Uh, you're not listening. Yeah. And that's what happens a lot. I want to apologize to us in the room because I'm very upset right now. You're all so, good, bro. You're all good. Like, this, is your, this is your space, dog. So, say what the fuck you got to say. It... it and I'm not out here saying that if you are a woman, you're not equal. I don't want that to be misconstrued as my argument. It's not true. It fell out my pocket. I'm sorry. Uh, put your time's up hand back. <laughs> my time's uh, up hand fell out my pocket. <laughs> uh, I'm not out here saying that if you identify as something else besides a straight white man, that... You are aren't, invalid. It, you are invalid. And that you don't deserve a space. And yeah. that you don't deserve a space. Uh, because I know that we all don't have the same spaces that straight white men have yeah. in this world. I know that. What I am saying is, if you walk in a room as a white woman and say, I'm diverse, and somebody tells you you're not, who is a person of color, and you don't listen, you are a problem. Yeah. You're and, a part of the problem. And I think, like, I'd even put it, like, you know, like, it's just about recognizing your privilege, I think is what all of Jaquise is saying. Like, you know, yeah. and it's not even, like, an attack. It's, like, I, at the end of the day, have to recognize my privilege. Mm-hmm. I, at the end of the day, have to look and, like, a nigga off the street can come up to me and say, you have to understand that you could do some shit that I couldn't do. Yeah. Because you went to college. Because you had both your parents. Because mm-hmm. they were both working. You has you had access to shit that I never had access to. People will let you walk into these kind of rooms, and th- and that's not an attack on me. Yeah, that's yeah. just the truth. That's and also, we're privileged as men. We we're don't have to walk down the street and worry about people raping us. No, yeah. like uh, we have to worry about. I mean, because as, as black men, we have to worry about other thing walking down the street. True, but we don't have to worry about that. It's and a whole don't add check. An extra layer. Yeah. Well, I think one one thing y'all don't understand when we talk about because yes, we are still men. And I've been seeing a lot. A lot of white women recently have been getting froggy with black men who they don't like. Like uh, mm-hmm. Michael Che is one. I've been seeing a lot of Michael Che hate and stuff like that. And I'm like, y'all, this feels a little odd to me. Like I'm not saying Michael Che ain't problematic at times. No, no. he is. And I think he's a little cocky. And and uh, of course, yeah. Um, but who wouldn't be if you like walked off the street into your first writing job on SNL? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, but it, I think because we are men that people are being like, oh, well, we can kind of shoot sly remarks at them too. I mean, I think Emma Stone did it at the Oscars where she said these four men and, and Greta Gerwig. And it's it like, like, you're dismissing the fact that Greta Gerwig had a better chance of being there than Jordan Peele. Yeah. Greta Gerwig had a better chance of being there than Jordan Peele. And, uh, what's Shape of Water's name? Uh, oh, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Two men of color in this in this category. That doesn't happen. And you yeah. just dismissed it. For a white woman. Who it it can happen. Like yeah. it, 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 it happens, happens faster. It happens, it happens sooner. Yeah. It wasn't even her first movie directing. 
she been directing with Noah Baumbach from the get. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, she been in it. Not saying that it's not a feat for her to be there. Like, that, that's, but that we shouldn't have to keep qualifying this shit. People should just listen sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it is a, it is a, a victimhood that, that I find extremely offensive at times, especially when it affects me. You know, people, you know, try to make me out to be uh, a villain, angry or, or yeah. a villain or some shit like that when I don't even do that. And like, and it's like, you, you're using, your I was at the airport coming back from Atlanta last weekend, which was very fun. Uh, shout out to the city of Atlanta. Uh, and and I tweeted about this and and in line in the security line, the line was very long at Hartsfield Jackson Airport. It literally took me an hour. I think it's the longest wait I've ever had in security. And I've flown during Christmas from LAX, and it's like it was still it was like an hour and thirty minutes. I'm so glad I got there early enough. Uh, and my gate was right there. But this is null and void. Uh, but there, I saw three separate white women. Literally crying and get to cut the whole line. And at the end of the day, I don't know what they were going through. One of them seemed to have a visible, real problem or struggle, but she still got to fly wherever she got to fly. Mm-hmm. She still got to get on a plane. We still got to make sure she's not a terrorist. Like, you still got to wait. Mm-hmm. You still going to, like, so if, 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 if I'm on that same plane as you and we flying back to LA, that's a four hour flight. So you beating me in the security line ain't going to make that flight shorter. Right. We going to land at the same time. And then another woman was doing the same thing, like talking very loudly on her phone, panicking. They made me go back. I don't know. This airport is so uh, confusing. And they made me go uh, back through security. And I don't know what's going on. And th- people are being rude to me. And nobody's helping me. And, I, and it's just like, listen to yourself. Yeah. Do you think anybody is helping any of us in this yeah. line? No. No. But there is a level of privilege. I, don't, I You don't never see... Black women doing that shit. Like, I don't ask for favors from nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you don't never see that shit. Mm-hmm. And there is, that is a level. Of, and once again, I have to say, because somebody did come at me and been like, so you don't know what, you don't know what, the, what was wrong with them, but you're just judging them off of what I said. I'm, I'm judging off of what everybody saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody experienced that shit. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I, and, I, and here's please. the funny, here's the funny thing about that is, you know how often, we as black people don't get the benefit of the eye test. Oh, no. So, like, for somebody to come to you and be like, oh, you judging them just on what you saw? Uh, yeah, tell that to Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, tell, and, and that's tell what, that to, But that's what his uh, stupid-ass point was. And, yeah. and when I came back at him, I came back with a better joke than what he made. Because he was like, you must work at Starbucks like that. And I go, yes, I do work at Starbucks corporate. I live in Seattle. I love it. It's not my favorite job. I wanted to work for Coffee Bean, but it's a living. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like f- fucking with this dude. I was like, you're, yeah. you're not going to outjoke me, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I, I see what you're doing. I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. What you're doing is you're trying to make it out to be like. Reverse racism. Yeah, reverse racism. Well, shut the fuck up on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just doesn't help anybody. Okay, so we got to struggle for all these years. But then once y'all say, all right. Y'all are cool now, but don't tell us about what we fucked up. I mean, I used to have a couple of jokes, like really corny jokes when I did stand-up. And one of them was that, like, I never met a black person with scoliosis. I just know niggas that dealt with it. And, like, uh, uh, and then the second one was that, like, <laughs> ain't it true, though? Like, I mean, like, it's just like. I got scoliosis. I know, but. I'm dealing with it. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, I know girls are like, I have to have, like, three surgeries. And, then, and it's like, that's money and privilege and access that niggas didn't have. And then the other thing is that, like. I uh I would eat the wrong order at McDonald's every time I got it until I got a white girlfriend because <laughs> I just never expected anyone to do me favors like yeah. never in my life did I ever expect me coming up to talking to the management to work out in my yeah in my mm-hmm. but yet my girlfriend would come back and be like no you you get free food now 
And she would walk <laughs> up and talk to them in a way. And I was like, this is a privilege. Yeah. An experience and that, that and is and so and you know alien what to me. And, and the way that, because uh, I've, I've seen that happening too. I saw this white lady. Uh, where was we at? Um, oh, when I got to Atlanta at the hotel, their systems were down. And uh, in the check and the check-in line was getting very long. And everybody there is complaining. And there's a bunch of black people there and black women like, they need to hurry up and move this line. You know, like, yeah. you know, just doing that. But it's like, whatever. And then this white lady walks up and goes, um, I'm here to check in. I'm, in. I'm a Hilton Honors member. And they go, yes, ma'am. The systems are down right now. We can't swipe your credit card, so we can't check you in. We're just trying to figure out the system. Um, I was told that I didn't need to swipe a credit card. I've already paid online. What am I swiping my credit card for? Now, when you check into a hotel, even if you've already paid online, I bought my ticket. I bought my hotel on Hotels.com. I still got to swipe my credit card for incidentals. Yeah. The money mm-hmm. that I get back. That you is, have to do that. That's yeah. how hotels work. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, we have to swipe your card for incidentals. Well, I was told that I paid that online. Who who told you that, ma'am? The the, the website. I was like, no, the website didn't take. And she's just like, well, this is unacceptable. And I and just like going off in a way of like that she can get away with. Now, meanwhile, at a Waffle House, despite. Not the Ooh, shooting thing. Not that the just shooting happened. thing, but it, another down, woman down, yep. who complained about her order got drug out and beat up and stripped by the police. Mm-hmm. How often is that? And, and and one thing that people need to understand is that when we complain about shit that happens to us as black men, that happens to black women too, and it doesn't doubly get as so. much publicity. Yeah, yeah, doubly so. It's it's the whole thing. Like we, you brought up the privilege thing. How we as men have privilege, uh, as black men have yeah. privilege. Yes, we do have privilege. But here's the difference. When you put a white man and a white woman in a room, you are looking at a man and a woman first. Yeah. When you put a black man and a black man in a room, a black man and a black woman in a room, you are looking at black and black, black. people. Yeah. So that's where it. That's where gender and diversity break because it breaks. Yeah. Because the white man is Jesus. This <laughs> is a fucking white dude on the cross with long hair and blue eyes and shit. And which the white that nigga woman, never was. which he never wasn't. was, with <laughs> the white woman. Is purity and Virgin and, Mary and Virgin Mary, Mother Nature. It's, yeah. it's the epitome of beauty. Is a blonde haired, blue eyed yeah. white woman. What so they it's say? they are men and women. That's yeah. what that's what white. They're is. the standard. You take the race out of that. Well, With black people, race race goes in. So that I think that maybe a solution that you know we can look for is if you're a person who feels threatened by anything that we just said, offended by anything we just said. I would say make an active choice to think, what can I do to listen? That's it. No more fucking questions past that. That's the only question to ask yourself. And then go and try. Go and try. Make some mistakes while going on the way. Maybe you get called out or some shit, but you'll learn. I I trust that. But I think that that's a way that we can all look at that. Mm -hmm. Is, all right, I feel offended. I feel hurt by this. What can I do to learn about why? And then do your damn research on Google. Don't ask black people. And and don't think that we're saying your problems don't matter. No. Everybody's problems matter. Edgar had a shirt one time that was very poignant that said, uh, what does it say? Uh, black Lives Matter is the movement. Oh, yeah. All Lives Matter is the goal. Yeah, my father gave me that. That, like, here's what's, listen to that statement. Whenever, when people say Black Lives Matter, they go, no, all lives matter. Nobody is not saying that everybody in this country has problems everybody in this world has problems from straight white men you know what let me give you a piece of bread to nibble on straight white man if you feel like you've been left out of this i can openly and honestly say that right now in hollywood it is hard for straight white men and i don't and 
that is to say because I know some straight white men who are very good who can't get agents and signed because those people are looking for diversity. But think about how important that is. And think about this also. You will be fine. It'll be a couple months that you won't have a job. Use that couple months to perfect your craft. How about that? Because the black people who haven't been getting a job all these other times have been doing that. They've been perfecting themselves. They've been, uh, like, doing doing the work. I'm not saying that you haven't been doing the work, but just take a chill pill, create your own stuff, do stuff. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Trust me. You'll be fine. Nick is my favorite straight white man on the planet. So sweet of you to say, Carl. And look at him. Doing great. Fine. He's 6'8". He's six foot eight. You know, I would kill to be six foot eight, but I want, I can't be six foot eight because discrimination in this country holds me back from being <laughs> six foot eight. So, uh, he can't be six foot eight because he's black. I'm black. You hear that? And there America? are no six foot eight black people. There might be <laughs> six he, seven. There might be six nine. But no six foot eight. eight people. Nick, you get the even height. Six <laughs> times eight, fourteen. One plus four, five. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh I love it, I love it, I love it. Uh yeah. So listen, white women, we love you. You're not diverse. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You deserve all the equality uh that you're not getting as a as a woman. One hundred percent. Uh as a black man I have privileges that you may not have. As a white woman, you have privileges that I may not have. You definitely have privileges. Uh, you definitely do. But uh, but you're not diverse. And that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you still got a lot to fight for. And we're going to be right there trying to help you fight for it until we all equal in this fucking world. Uh, but listen. Listen to the people who are telling you what's up. Uh, and if you refuse to listen, then that makes you know better than the people who you're fighting, uh, the people who you're saying aren't listening. So yeah, I, I've been wanting, I've been sitting on that for a while. It makes me so upset. Uh, <laughs> Carl wrote uh, on my paper. I'm just gonna put it because I think it's funny. He just wrote on my paper, "Careful," <laughs> as I was talking, and you know, because listen, listen. Even though what I'm talking about, I'm upset, and it needs to be said. I can't say everything I want to say because, like Carl said, I would never work in this fucking town. No, I would get, know that. I would, know <laughs> I would that. never work in this know fucking that. town. Uh, I would get. I would get. I'm probably gonna get hate for this. Oh yeah, we I don't got, care. We know, that, we know it's. We know it's coming. Hey, it's but, coming. I mean, we can't stress enough. I say all three of us. If I speak for all three, we can't stress enough how none of us are saying that your problems and your stuff don't matter. Yeah, they do. And we they got do. your back. We got your back. Just, Just don't be out here doing no stupid shit. And listen. Listen to people who are less fortunate than you are. Yeah. Uh, let's do this real quick, man. We we, we hyped this up a couple weeks ago. Uh, is, I, 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 we don't have enough time to get into a whole bunch, but I do think people want to hear some crazy conspiracy theories that we have, uh, whether they're just black-centric conspiracy theories or just conspiracy theories at at uh, in general. So let's do that. Let's jump on some conspiracy theories. Culture Kings. Your number one source for black conspiracy theories. Yes. Come to the other side. All right. Now, I'll, uh, I'll get it started off. I'll get it started <laughs> off. I This one, I don't know if I... Tr- I, 
I'm starting to believe it more and more and more. I've been watching those shitty YouTube videos. I do not believe Stevie Wonder is blind. <laughs> I was going to say that too. <laughs> I don't think Stevie Wonder is blind. <laughs> like, there's a video of like him like catching a mic as it's falling the shit. Like that. <laughs> He's also an excellent drummer. Steve Wonder yeah. plays the shit out of some drums. Yeah, yeah. how can you play drums? Which I feel hey, like, I mean, those Laker games. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> with, with piano, you got shit to feel. Like, yeah. so you can feel. But drums, you don't, drums. Know, like, you don't know what the drums is. And they're moving because like you're hitting them, so they're yeah. moving. If that shit moves a centimeter, right. it's not where it was. Because you know sometimes you need to hit the drum at the right place yeah. too. Uh, unless out here drumming, unless he get to the places like two hours early just to feel all the drums yeah. <laughs> until they're all in his muscle memory yeah. uh, with his hands. And the way he talks about his daughter in that song, it's like. <laughs> How do you like know what he, she looked like? Yeah, You're it's like beautiful he saw her. It's like with he saw that her. mole above your eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't uh, think Steve Wonder is blind. That's my, that's my number one. Uh, that's so funny. I love that. Uh, then, should, I do my, should I do both? Do or, both. All right. Do both. My second one is a little dark, but I don't know if you guys know this, but Michael Jackson owned the Beatles catalog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And iTunes... According to this belief, approached him and was just like, "Yo, we want the Beatles catalog on iTunes," and he was like, "No, I'm not interested." Then he died six months later, mm-hmm. and then after that, lo and behold, his lawyers, who took up his estate, sold the rights to the Beatles' music and put it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I believe Michael Jackson was murdered for the rights to the Beatles' catalog. Yeah, by Conrad Murray. Mm-hmm. The Beatles paid him. The Beatles' estate paid Conrad. To kill Michael Jackson. That's correct. I believe that he okay. was assassinated because iTunes made a ton of money after that. Yeah. Because everyone's just like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to get it. Like, listen, we all know this. White people love the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> white people love the Beatles. Like, every white person has that same white book, the Beatles anthology book on their coffee table. You go to mm-hmm. any white person's house, they have that same exact book. Nick, do you have that book? No, I have the Abbey Road Studio book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, never mind. My fault. But it's a Beatles book. Nick I mean, also has three book. black children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. he does have three black children. Nick out here riding. But I believe, and iTunes made a ton of money after that shit, so I do believe that he was murdered. So that- <laughs> <laughs> Edgar's Conspiracy Theory. <laughs> Keep playing that music. Edgar's Conspiracy Theory. Michael Jackson was murdered for the Beatles catalog. And... Stevie Wonder, is he blind or not? That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to do mine then because it, it, I got to one I've said before, mm-hmm. so I just want to bring it back. But the one is Beatles related. Mm. Some people probably have heard this before. That Paul McCartney is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney got apparently in the sixties. Why, Why is the album cover for that just the Illuminati eye? <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney apparently died. He got in a car accident and he died right when the Beatles were about to blow up. So they got a body double who looked exactly like him, and then they kept dropping hints throughout like their entire like tenure before they broke up. Like the uh, the Abbey Road cover. Like, they're all wearing, like, the stuff he's wearing, he's wearing, like, funeral parlor shit, and, like, he's not wearing shoes, and the rest of them wearing shoes. Like, there's so many, like, little things that point to Paul McCartney died all those years ago, and the person who's been living Paul McCartney's life is a body double. 
What? 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 Carl, what? Wrong video. <laughs> so go look that up. Paul McCartney died in the 1960s, and the Paul McCartney we've been knowing for the past 40, 50 years is not really Paul McCartney. But Second he's still one. a talented-ass musician, though. Still a talented <laughs> musician. Yeah, still a talented musician. Second one, I bought this up before. I'll bring it up again. Michael Jordan retired from basketball, not because he fell out of love with the game, but because David Stern found out that he was gambling on basketball. This was a couple years right after the Pete Rose thing where they had to ban him from Major League Baseball, and the NBA would have had to do the same thing. And if it would have got out, it would have ruined the NBA. So it was like, go away for a little bit. Let's clean this shit up. That's also why your father was murdered, because you owe some gambling debt. So you debts. do believe that his father was yeah, murdered? I believe because... that. I believe he was murdered because of that. Michael Jackson had to retire because of it. Michael uh, Jordan, you mean. Michael Jordan had to retire because of it. And then once it was all cleared up, Michael Jordan was able to go from one Jerry Reinsdorf team, which was the White Sox organization, Back to his other Jerry Reinsdorf team, which was the Chicago Bulls. And he's back. But Michael Jordan didn't retire because he fell out of love with the game. Retired because the NBA forced him to retire. Jackie's Neal's Conspiracy Theories. Michael Jordan retired because of his gambling debts. And Paul McCartney. Is he dead or not? Why is your last one always a question? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you say your first one definitively, <laughs> and then you ask the last one as a question. <laughs> All right, Carl. What you got? <laughs> Conspiracy theory dubstep style. <laughs> All right. I'm thinking. R.I.P. Avicii. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, Avicii passed away. R.I.P. to you as well. Uh, I believe. I don't believe in the moon landing. Oh, mm. me either. I mean, either. I agree with you on that. It's odd. I know it's crazy. I know y'all. I, I, I do think that the world is round. I think the earth is round. Uh, but I don't. I think that that shit. Was like how y'all get cameras that good, but TV was still whack. <laughs> <laughs> and haven't we not been back to the moon like since? since? We have been back to the. You I mean? Don't know, bro. Do you mean the first moon landing? Yeah, the one with Neil Armstrong and all them. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have gone to the moon Ooh. after that. Didn't the Challenger blow up? The um, dude, and then the Discovery it, blow up. It's if you believe the it first moon the landing. Back, huh? If you believe the <laughs> first moon landing, blow up on the way back, and then they didn't blow up on the way back. Listen, in I, the sixties. Yes, dude. Listen, you I think it's that in two thousands, Jaquise. Dude, just look it up on Google. We have been to the moon. Nah, because he said his last time against the grand, right? Times <laughs> we have not been back to the moon. Since. Yes, we have. We the first. You just mean every moon landing. You think it's a conspiracy or that first one? The first one. We've been to the moon after and that. And they died, bro. I saw the movie. <laughs> I saw the movie. You saw what, Apollo 13? Yeah, and they died, dog. Come on, dude. We've been to the moon at least like five or six times. Six times. And how many times did they die, Sophie? Once. Twice. Them niggas okay, in, twice. in Florida. That's still at least four. <laughs> well, we're not counting that first one. Carl Tart. 
Did we land on the moon? Wait. <laughs> what is the pattern of this? Also, uh, my second one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I watched a documentary a, a few years back that I can't find on on uh, Netflix anymore. But I'm sorry. I thought that was an evidence towards your conspiracy theory. No. <laughs> and here's why. Michael Jackson, still alive. Oh. Really? Prince, still alive. Ooh. Tupac, still alive. Oh. Our legends never die. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> say that again. Feel my music. Our legends never die. Carl Tart's conspiracy theories. Michael Jackson, Tupac, Prince, our black legends are not dead. The moon. Was it one big step for mankind? Or not. I want to understand the rhyme or reason behind the ones that you picked to be questioned. It was ever your first one was is a question. The second one, definitive. <laughs> That's the rhyme or reason. I, um, I I couldn't. I was trying to think. I, I, I think. I think the. I don't. This one isn't as fun, but I do think it's real. I think the Spurs definitely turned off the air. In that game six against LeBron, getting crushed. Was that game six? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Because that series didn't go to seven games. It did. No, no, no. He cramped up in the one that they lost. Let me see. I think that one was five. I think it was. Uh, was game one. That's what I meant. Game one. Game one. I believe you too. I believe you too. And here's why: It's San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. These niggas live off, like, I'm telling you, if there's anything that's good in any nigga's house that you go to in Texas, it's their AC. Yeah. Because your AC can't be broke. Because if your AC broke, you're dead. You're dead. It's too hot. It's too hot. Uh, also you tell me that the, your the AC reason, broke? I'll give you, but I'll give you LeBron haters a a little bit of a, a little a little morsel of bread to eat. I think he cramped up so bad. I do think the cramps were impossible. But I do think he cramped up that bad because of injections he was getting for his back. Perhaps steroids. But they were for his back. Not illegal HGH human growth. growth mm-hmm. But I do think that's why he cramped up so bad. Because some people think that he didn't even like, oh, cramp, LeBron a pussy. It's just another reason for people to call LeBron a pussy. But if you've never had like super huge muscle cramps where you literally can't move, you don't know what that feels like. And Matthew Delvadova did the same thing when he got dehydrated. Like He literally couldn't move. Yeah. He froze. Like your bone, your muscles just stop. Excuse me, stop working. Mm-hmm. So, I think that happened, but I do think it was it was because he may have not drank enough water with his steroids. <laughs> Put that on the shirt. He may not have drank enough water with his steroids. Don't yep. be out here dry swallowing your steroids. Don't dry swallow your steroids. Don't don't think you tight. Don't think your throat big. Your throat ain't big. <laughs> <laughs> This has been the Culture King's Conspiracy Theories. LeBron James. Is he a bitch? Ah. Or- <laughs> yes, he... No. Uh, that's funny. There you go. Uh, shoot us, Hit us up with your conspiracy theory. What do we want people to hit us up with so far this episode? Hit us up with your conspiracy theories. What was that first thing? Oh, uh, uh, something that you hated and then... Then you end up loving. Realize yeah. you like. Yeah, or even like, if you didn't really hate it, if you was a closet, because I was definitely a, a closeted 
to B2K fan. Yeah. I think all me and my friends were. Baby, turn are, around and let me see that sexy body go bump, bump, bump. Yes. Yeah. B2K was trash. You tripping. <laughs> B2K was trash. Omarion was B2K. The rest of them was trash. Sorry, B2K lovers. You tripping, dog. My girlfriend at the time loved B2K. She had their poster. That's why you was mad. That's why I was mad, because them pretty ass niggas was mm-hmm. better looking than me. <laughs> uh, they had more hang time than you with their braids? I don't know. I don't know. You had a lot of hang time. I, I seen had hang time. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. It was, that's because some of them no wasn't black. I was a chicken head. That's because some of them was mixed. So they had. It was like, all black. Man, that one light skinned dude was he Mexican. Was uh, he had Mexican hair. That boy had long. He was mixed. He had he had the good hair. He was right. Becky with the good hair. I don't know where the fuck we left off at. For those of you who don't understand podcast magic, we just had a whole conversation that y'all fucking didn't hear. But we back, only to say it's time to get out of here. <laughs> uh, first, super producer Sophie wants to say a couple of words, speaking on behalf of all the white women in America. I'm joking. <laughs> after you so I just <laughs> I just made this so awkward for her <laughs> after no, you so no 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 I just wanted to give a shout out to another show that I produce called Ethnically Ambiguous hosted by Anna and Shireen they just did an episode that is about Syria and they it's just a really good episode and I think everybody needs to listen to it there are two funny intelligent women who just talked about something so important and explained the small details and the big details in such an articulate way that uh, I just recommend people to take a listen. And also, uh, Nick and I produce a really cool show that just launched called Behind the Bastards. Behind the Bastards is a show hosted by Robert Evans, who is a really cool journalist who actually worked at Cracked with Jack O'Brien of the Daily Zeitgeist. And uh, each episode dives into weird secrets of the worst people from history. So we're talking Hitler, Saddam Hussein, Eric Prince, Bin Laden. It's really cool. Each episode, he has a guest comedian. Uh, In one of our first episodes, we have Lacey Mosley on, who you guys mentioned earlier. And we also have a bunch of other really great comedians on. And each episode is out on Tuesdays. So look out for that. Episode zero will launch this week. Episode one, May 1st. Uh, it is currently day 635 of the ban uh, I'm that, sorry, that Miles put in place. Miles uh, Gray. Miles is the main person behind the ban. Jack is wanting know. you back. Jack, Jack wants you back. Jack texts me every night saying, I will never forget you. You will always be by my side. But Miles <laughs> takes his phone away every time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I did to Miles. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we was brothers. We was once brothers, me and Miles. Mm-hmm. Uh Used to go to McDonald's every Thursday night mm-hmm. and get McFlurries and yeah. and uh, share it and share the McFlurry. Take yeah. it to, like a spoon and drink drink out of a, a, sp- a piece of spaghetti. Yeah, and do the Lady in the Tramp uh, kissy thing. It'd be the niggas <laughs> that's closest to you, bro. Yeah, it'd be your own ones. Be your own uh, but yeah, Day Central Thirty Five. I haven't had any water or bread. Uh, they just got me uh, here at the House of Works Network sleeping in a trash can. And also, you don't have water and bread, which would be okay. If you had a Casper mattress to mm-hmm. sleep on. Which I do not. But we still don't have Casper. Nick? Nick? Dad? Yeah. yeah. When are we going to get these Casper mattresses, Dad? Dude, I need one too. Yeah. Uh, I went to a hotel this week and they said, hey, you don't have a Casper mattress at home? And they took away the mattress I had at that hotel and made yeah. me sleep on rocks. Yeah. I booked a job. I booked 
a six-episode guest spot on Insecure. Mm. And I was talking to Issa Rae right before I was about to walk on set. And she was like, so what you sleeping on, Jaquise? And I was like, just a bed. She's like, you ain't got a Casper mattress? I was like, no. And she kicked me off set. So you will not be seeing me on Insecure this season. Mm Mm-hmm. Solely because I don't have a Casper lost mattress. Work. You lost work. I lost work because I, I don't have a Casper mattress. This network is called How Stuff Works, but it should be called Jaquees Doesn't Work. <laughs> yeah. Because he has no no job. Because she knew I wasn't going to be rested for all them long-ass days on set. So. It's, yeah, it's very important. It's sad. It's sad. So hit us up at Culture Kings Pod on Twitter. Go look at our Instagram account. Sophie be posting some good videos of us and shit. I want to get, get some more pictures up on our instagram account let's do i don't know why i just do let's try that i just let's try I looked that. up i have i have uh not of me i have the record no. i have do the record one. of least ex- least appearances on the daily zeitgeist by uh by a beloved comedian uh <laughs> yes <of> anybody. <laughs> the world wants me but go they don't want me. yeah go talk about that on twitter the so miles band let them know the miles I, carl like, band y'all stay stay in these people's mentions okay like miles jack get in their mentions and let them know but don't tell them i told you to do that <laughs> uh just they don't say, listen to us say, start off use this use this say i'm doing this on my own volition of my own volition? Of my own volition. I'm doing this of my own volition. Mm-hmm. B- hashtag free call. Hashtag get the kings they mattresses. Hashtag mm-hmm. sleep well kings. Mm-hmm. Hashtag. Uh, hashtag. Get Jackie back on Nick is secure. the father. <laughs> Nick is the father. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've been trying to get out of here for the past five minutes, but we're rambling. Carl, hit us up with the deep cut of the week. And since, y'all the dissing on jo- uh, since y'all been dissing. Uh, oh, first of all, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Do all that shit. Rate us, review us on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify. Andy, the dog in the room, just shook. Mm. She's ready to get out. Special, uh, special announcement coming up soon uh, that uh, 23% of you will be very happy about. Uh, and we'll talk about it later. Uh, rate, review, uh, right, wrong, uh, all that shit. Today's deep cut. Of the week is by a group that comes out of 2002 when your boy was just a young, spry, Palms Middle School student uh, living life to the fullest. No worries, no cares. And it's by one of the greatest boy bands of all time, B2K. One of the greatest boy bands. Jackson 5 who? (laughs) In Sync who? Backstreet Boys who? Nice black card, This is B2K. (laughs) Oh, nice black card. Uh, B2K. With Why I Love You, my favorite song by him. Bye. Bye.
Maybe that's the reason why I'm so 